yes. Anybody got a yes down in your spirit on this morning? Yes to the Lord. Yes to your will. Yes, I will obey in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. We thank God today for another opportunity, another expression of his goodness. He allowed us to come together one more time. And now here we are in the house of the Lord, and we're ready to hear the word of God. We're, we're at a place where we need to hear the word of God. If we want to know who we are, where we're going, and who's in charge, it all comes from the word of God. So as we prepare our hearts and our minds today, uh, Brother Chucky is going to come. He's bringing us the word of God on today. So glad to see all of the saints today. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. We have so much to be thankful for. So let's just tune in our hearts and our minds as we prepare for the word. Let's put those hands together and give the Lord a hallelujah hand praise in the house of God. Hi, everybody. Well, it's good to see you today, everyone. And um, I probably say this every time I get up here to speak, but the word of God is exciting. It is a treasure trove of just wonderful things for us. And all we have to do is dig into it. it it's there. We just have to dig into it. So as you can see, our topic today is intimacy with God. And we're focusing on the Hebrew word yad, which means hand. And I'll, I'll get into this in just a moment. Um, the Bible was written in three languages. Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek. Uh, Hebrew and Aramaic are kind of related like Spanish and Portuguese. So there are some similar terms that you'll find. Um, unfortunately, English doesn't really express the depth of these words. That's why it's important for us to take a look at some of these words in their original languages because, you know, and, and we'll get into that in just a moment. So, intimacy with God, uh, Yod, hand, and we're going to focus on Psalm 105, verses 1 through 5, but we're just going to take a look at verse 1 right now because just in verse 1, it, it communicates so much to us. So, just looking at verse 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. All right. So the phrase, oh, give thanks, is the Hebrew word yada. There's a yada and a yada. Okay. It, I'll, 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 I'll dig into that. Yada, again, we're talking about the root word yad means hand. Yada means this. I'm going to demonstrate it for you. It means extending an open hand because we are needy. Again, the whole idea of Yod is this. It's God, I need you. I am not sufficient on my own to do this. So, oh, give thanks literally is, God, thank you. I need you. Extending my hand to the Lord, I'm going to call upon his name. Make known is the word yada. 
which again is the same word used for physical intimacy. So, make known his deeds among the people. So not only am I sharing verbally, but my life is demonstrating what it means to trust God, to be intimate with God. Intimacy, again, in, in Western cultures, intimacy for a lot of us means physical. It's much deeper than that. We're talking about emotional, spiritual. We're talking about transparency, vulnerability. You see who I am, flaws and all. You, are, you all know that I often uh, talk about the marriage relationship. Married couples in a good relationship, they know each other's good points and bad points the good times, the bad times, and that deepens that relationship. That's what God is saying to us. So again, literally, give thanks to the Lord. I need you. Call upon his name. Make known I'm drawing close because I need him. I'm, uh, Psalm 62 and 8 says, uh, pour out your heart to the Lord. He is a refuge for us. You all have heard me say this many times. There were times in the past when I would pray, and I would pray what I thought God wanted me to say. And then it occurred to me, wait a minute, wait a minute. He knows everything anyway. Let me just be honest and say, God, I am struggling in this area. If I'm harboring anger or bitterness with someone, you know what? Check this out. God can handle it. He can handle it. <laughs> he, he's not going to say, oh, no, you're harboring bitterness against that person. I didn't know that. No, he knows it. And he wants us to give it to him. But see, and, and we talked about this last week, Warren, we like to hold on to stuff. See, this is what we like to do. But again, the essence of Yod is this. Let it go. Okay. So we've established the yada and the yada. And let me say this. You all can find this information. How many here have, have used Blue Letter Bible? Okay. I, I encourage you. Use Blue Letter Bible and go to the interlinear. If you're, if you're looking at a passage and you're like, hmm, what does that mean? I, I'm not quite getting the meaning of it. Go to blueletterbible.org, click on your passage, and then click the interlinear and look at the original language of it. And then it'll show you the Strong's Concordance, the reference, and all that. Because we want to understand what the Bible says. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24. Okay, so God wants intimacy from us. He wants authenticity. But we can live in a way where we're not being authentic with him or with other people. We can present a facade of sufficiency. I got it all together. I know how this works. Me and the Lord have been together for all these years. We like this. That contradicts the essence 
of a relationship with God because we are fallible beings. We all make mistakes. We all have baggage. If you over 12 years old, you got some baggage. All right, Jeremiah 9, 23, 24. Listen to this. Thus says the Lord, let not the one who is wise and skillful boast in his insight. Let not the one who is mighty and powerful boast in his strength. Let not the one who is rich boast in his temporal satisfactions and earthly abundance. But let the one who boasts boast in this, that he understands and yadaz me. And acknowledges me and honors me as God and recognizes without any doubt that I am the Lord who practices loving kindness, justice, and righteousness on the earth. For in these things I delight, says the Lord. The Lord delights in intimacy. He does not delight in facades and in these ideas. See, that's why Jesus had so many problems with the Pharisees. Because they were presenting themselves as having it all together, and they didn't. Okay, let's look at a few passages, and I didn't, I didn't send these to you, Camille, but uh, I'll just look at them briefly, because I, I want to draw the parallel. We were talking about this last week in Power Hour, in Revelation 4. This is an example of this Jeremiah 9, 23, and 24. Basically, whatever I feel like I'm good at, that I'm successful in, that I'm confident in, don't boast in it. My power, my strength, my sufficiency comes from the Lord, not in the fact that I can do this or that or whatever, or I'm wealthy or whatever, or I have all this education. No. And, and here's where it, where it bears out. Revelation 4, again, a passage we looked at last Sunday. Somebody, somebody cue the Jeopardy music. Thank you. All right. Revelation 4, verse 10 says, yeah, I want to take it back to the old church. Read! Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Revelation 4, 10 the 24 elders fell down before him who sits on the throne and they worship him who lives forever and ever and they throw down their crowns. Check this out. The word throw down their crowns. You know, if you have a crown, if you're going to put it down, you're going to take it off and put it down gently so that it doesn't break. It's not injured. It's not, you know, cracked or anything. These 24 elders threw down their crowns right the word means it literally says they didn't care what happened to the crown because they were focused on the Lord whatever was you know was good for them whatever their they had you know glory in compared to the Lord absolutely nothing all right the 24 elders fell down before him who sits on the throne and they worship him who lives forever and ever and they throw down their crowns before the Lord saying worthy are you 
our Lord and God, to receive the glory and the honor and the power. For you created all things, and because of your will they exist and were created and brought into being. That is the essence of yada and yada. It's recognizing who we are in relationship to God. Which brings up another point. We see when people encounter the Lord in Scripture, their response is not, hey, what's up, God? How you doing? I'm so glad to see you. No, no, no. Their response is, oh, oh, oh. Joe covered his mouth. Isaiah saw, I'm a wicked man. Daniel was shaking in his boots in the vision. Ezekiel was afraid. Uh, Peter, when he encountered, when, when the Lord told him to go out fishing. Yeah, everyone. So when somebody says they encountered the Lord, and they're like, hey, what's up? They didn't encounter the Lord. They encountered somebody else. Right. Our interaction with the Lord is, I am nothing. God, you are everything. All right, let's hop over again in Revelation 2, chapter 11. Again, this is the passage we looked at last week. Uh, 11 and 16 says... And the 24 elders who sit on their thrones before God fell face downward and worshiped. They fell face downward and worshiped. From their thrones, they got down. mission. They recognized who they were in comparison to a holy, righteous, blameless God. All right. Let's go to Psalm 46.10, a very familiar passage of scripture. Be still and know, recognize, understand that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. All right, the word be still in Hebrew is rafa, which literally means let go. And look, look at it. It says, let go and know. Basically, let go of what I have a hold of and grab a hold of God. Y'all didn't hear me. <laughs> Let go of what I'm trying to control and manipulate and make it into what I want it to be and draw close to God. This word is off the chain because God, the theme of Scripture is intimacy. Sister Sandy. Uh, Elkanah 
the jealous God. God, God loves us. Yes. He loves us more than we understand. And he wants to be intimate with us. And more importantly, he wants us to be intimate with him. And this this message is spread throughout scripture. I want to commune with you. Let's go to Psalm 27. And, and we see passages just dotted all through scripture where God is saying, I want to be in relationship with you. All right, Psalm 27. Actually, um, how about nine? And give it to me and amplify it. Maybe I want something else. Let's go with eight. All right. You have said, seek my face, inquire for and require my presence as your vital need. Let me read that again. And I'm going to read it for my because it's rendered a little bit differently. When you said, seek my face in prayer, Require my presence as your greatest need. My heart said to you, your face, O Lord, I will seek on the authority of your word. Seeking God's face is my greatest need. Not my career. Not Honestly, not whatever relationship I'm involved in. Not my 401k. Not, you know, I like to work out. Not, not my pecs or, you know, my abs or whatever. Seeking God's presence is my greatest need. And I, I asked this question a few weeks ago. All of us have something that is a greatest need of ours. And only we know what that is. And I've, I've told you all, you all, most of you all know the BMW story. You know, this was about 13 years ago. 13 years ago, that BMW was my greatest need. I pursued it relentlessly. And I got it at $842 a month. With a first and second mortgage, two maxed out credit cards. I said, I want this car, and nothing's going to stop me in getting it. When, when, the, when the salesman told me, he said, well, let's run the numbers. And he said, 842. I went, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> Why? Because it was my greatest need. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then I got it, and I said, why did I get this thing? I don't need this. I don't even want it. <laughs> I don't want it now. 
right. God is saying he wants to be our greatest need. God, I, God, I open my hand because I need you. God, I, I can't do this on my own. And what, but look, check this out. What it doesn't mean is that, God, I'm going to tell you how I want you to direct my life. What it means is you are the sovereign God who does everything well. You are righteous in all your ways. And you are kind in all your deeds. Whether I understand it or not, he's still God. The sovereign God whose ways are as high above mine as the heavens are above the earth. So again, Psalm 46.10, be still. Let it go. Stop trying to control stuff. It's got to be my way. Let it go. And draw close to God. God, I need you. Here I am. All right. Y'all see, I like this. All right. Let's go to... Yeah, that's what I want. I'm going to skip over it a little bit. Let's go to Matthew 7. Because if our focus is not correct, okay, let me do a time check. All right. I'm good? All right. All right. All right. See, we had. <laughs> no, we don't. I, I know that. <laughs> let me just read the passage. I'm, I'm skipping over Philippians. I'll go back to that. But Matthew 7, because this is important. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Oh, yes. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and driven out demons in your name and done many mighty works in your name? And then I will say to them openly, publicly, I never knew you. In the New Testament, the word is gnosko. Same idea. Depth, intimacy. These people... See, I got I to gotta brace myself to say this. These people did things they thought in the name of God. God, we shared your name. We shared your word with folks. We cast out demons. We did all this. And the Lord says, I don't know who you are. Isn't that scary? No intimacy. Everything was done on a surface level or for personal gain. I want you to see how powerful I am. Whatever we do in word or deed, we do all to the glory of God. Like those 24 elders step off the throne 
they took their crowns and threw them down. They, they didn't just, wait, 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 wait. This is my Louis Vuitton crown. It's my Giorgio Armani crown. I don't want it to get scratched. They took it off and they threw it. When we see who God is, everything else pales in comparison. Okay. The Lord said, I never knew you. Depart from me. You are banished from my presence. You who act wickedly, disregarding my commands. But they thought they were serving him. It's scary. But God gives us, again, that, that Psalm 27 passage, 27 and 8. The Lord, when the Lord says, seek my face, desire my presence as your greatest need, that's where it starts. God, I need you. God, you are the most important thing in my life. I need you to guide me. Let's go Psalm 32. Time check. All right, one o'clock. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna bring this on home real soon. Psalm 32, starting at verse 7. You are my hiding place. See, I just want to sing for a quick second. You are my hiding place. You always fill my heart with songs of deliverance. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. I will trust in you. Let the weak say I strong in the strength of the Lord. You are my hiding place. You, Lord, protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs and shouts of deliverance. Listen to this. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you who are willing to learn. Am I willing to learn? See, again, the Lord is, he's sprinkling intimacy throughout scripture saying, I want to be in connection with you. But do you want to? Yes. I will counsel you who are willing to learn with my eye upon you, which means God is directing us with his eye. So guess where my focus has to be? On him. He's not going to take us and... God is saying, here's the instruction. Do you want to do it or not? Yeah. But my focus has to be on him. I have to lay down. No, no. 
I have to throw down my crown. Right? The thing that's most important to me, my whatever it is, my influence, my power, my pride, my money. Uh, here's one. My hurt. Because, see, some folks like to hold on to their hurt. And as I like to say, they throw it up on everybody else. And, and let me say this. All of us have been hurt. <laughs> and all of us have hurt other people. But am I going to give that to the Lord? Throw it down. Verse 9. Do not be like the horse or like the mule who have, which have no understanding, whose trappings include bridle and rein to hold them in check. Otherwise, they will not come near to you. I, I, I don't necessarily want to be instructed by chastity. I want to have my eyes on the Lord where he says, go this way. Okay. Do this. Okay. Go over there. Okay. God, I don't know how it's going to work out, but you are the sovereign God who is in control of everything. You do all things well, so... God, I'm going to trust you. Okay. Uh, I got to wrap it up. All right. Oh, let me finish reading this passage. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but he who trusts in and relies on the Lord shall be surrounded with compassion and loving kindness. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous, who actively seek right standing with him. Shout for joy, all you upright in heart. All right. This is another passage, Camille, I didn't send to you. But we'll take a look at it. Matthew 15. Uh, starting at 25. Okay, so this... It's talking about the Syrophoenician, the Canaanite woman who came to the Lord, whose daughter um, was possessed with a demon. So we know that the Canaanites and the Israelites were uh, sworn enemies. All right. So, but she came in and began to kneel down before him. Uh, let's see. Saying, Lord, help me. And he replied, it is not good, appropriate, fair to take the children's bread and throw it to the pet dogs. Now, to, to our hearing, it's like, oh. Okay, this is, a, this is a, a use of the word dog. And then in Luke 16, verse 21, and we don't have to go there, but this is the um, the passage where... Lazarus is at the gate of the rich man and the dogs came and licked his sores. These are two different dogs. The dog in Matthew 15 basically is a puppy. It's a house dog. You know, a, a dog that's cared for. The dog in Luke 16 is a is a stray wild dog. So that that's why when I said English doesn't bring it out, 
So, you know, scholars look at the Matthew 15 passage in a couple of different ways. But we see the response of the lady. She had a need, and uh, let's see, in 25 where it says, but she came and began to kneel down. In other translations, it's worship. In Greek, the word is proskuneu. And the idea is, and, and look at the connection. The idea is, is of a dog licking its master's hand. How many dog owners do we have in here? Four days? All right. And, and I know, I know. Uh, Mark, when you come home, what does your dog do? Yes. 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 God has set dogs up to teach us lessons about worshiping him. When I had my dog, if I would, I, if he would see me and I would just reach for the leash, going crazy, crazy, buddy, good old buddy. Whenever uh, one of the cars pulled up, <laughs> look at what God is communicating to us. Yes. I ain't thinking about no cats. <laughs> but you see how dogs respond? Dogs love, 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 love their masters unconditionally. They see you coming, that tail starts wagging. <laughs> they start. <laughs> That's the way God wants us to be toward him. I am excited to be in your presence. I'm excited to see you. Buddy, at times, you know, Buddy was just stone crazy, but that's another story. <laughs> yeah, he still loved me. Because there were times when I, I would, my hand would be out and he would lick my hand and look at me like, man, you're, you're taking care of me. That's what God wants us to do. Like, God, you're taking care of me. I am in submission to you. I am thankful to you. Okay, I got to wrap this up. Because I, I can do this for like another 30 minutes. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I won't. That's right. That's right. Like they used to say, um, uh, preacher would pop a breath mint in his mouth and by the time it dissolved his message was over but one day he got a button and put it in his mouth <laughs> it's, oh I still got time <laughs> alright Philippians 3 and 10 uh, and this so that I may know him gnosko same idea as yada intimacy experientially becoming more thoroughly acquainted with him understanding the remarkable wonders of his person more completely and in that same way experience the power of his resurrection which overflows and is active in believers and that I may share the fellowship of his suffering by being continually conformed inwardly into his likeness 
even to his death, dying as he did. We're in an ongoing growth process as believers. We never arrive. If someone says, I've arrived, I got it together, please shut, please stop listening to them. Please turn them off. Yeah, flee, run, go the other way. I have heard people say, oh, and let me say this before I say this. And say that and say this and say this. <laughs> I, en- I encourage and beg you to be like the Bereans. Whenever you hear me say something, check it out. Please search the scriptures for yourself. But I have heard people say, you don't have to research what I say to you because it is it, it's like straight holy. It's straight from the throne room of God. Turn the other way. If you hear someone say that. Go the other way. Because that's not biblical. So I encourage you, please, go to blueletterbible.org. Go to Interlinear. Check out what I said to you. If I've made a mistake, please come to me and say, hey, Chuck, man, you said this, and I'm reading this. I will say, I'll be a little embarrassed, but I'll say, oh, you know what? You're right. Because this word of God is way more important than I am. And the truth of God's word is way more important than me standing behind this podium and, oh, I've got this space, so let me, no, 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 no. Okay, I'm bringing it on home. (laughs) James 1, 19 through 25. Understand this, my beloved brothers and sisters, let everyone be quick to hear, be a careful, thoughtful listener. I'm going to stop right there and let, let us think about that. Be a careful, thoughtful listener. Because you know what happens when we're in a, as, as the Perrys would say, intense fellowship with someone? We're listening long enough, well, actually, we're watching their mouth long enough for it to stop moving. So I can jump in and put you in your place. But God says he wants, God through the pen of James says he wants us to be careful listeners. It's not just what's being said, but what is the thought behind it? What is the feeling behind it? Slow to speak. A speaker of carefully chosen words and slow to anger. Patient, reflective, forgiving. For the resentful, deep-seated anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God, that standard of behavior which he requires from us. So get rid of all uncleanness and all that remains of wickedness, and with a humble spirit, receive the word of God. That's, this is how we enter into intimacy with God. We humbly receive God's word. Let me do it again. That doesn't go with the message, though, so I won't do that right now. God loves us. God wants us to be intimate with him. He's intimate, intimate with us. He, Jesus, y'all know how I get around Easter. When I, when I think of just what Jesus suffered for me, 
I start crying. I'm, I'm weeping. He submitted himself to his creation. As Camille, as the Camille, Camille revised version might say, he submitted himself to his dirty handed creation. <laughs> and they beat him. They tortured him. They ripped his back open. They punched him in the face. They plucked his beard out. They spat on him. And he could have stopped it at any time. And I would have. Personally, I would have. It's like, okay. Yeah. Like, boom. Who hit you? Okay. You've gone too far. (laughs) Let me show you. (laughs) Let me show you what I can do. (laughs) But Jesus didn't do that. He allowed himself to be tortured and beaten and made fun of and spat on and kicked, laughed at. And he did it willingly. He presented his body to do that. By, yes, by his creation. The ones he made. I, I always draw this, uh, this, this analogy. Those of you who are parents... If your child came and slapped you in the face and spit on you and kicked you, blindfolded you, hit you and said, who hit you, mama? Who hit you, daddy? Ha, ha, ha. Be like, okay, you know what? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I said I was wrapping this up, so I'm going to wrap it up. But prove yourselves doers of the word actively and continually obeying God's precepts and not merely listeners. Well, I wound that up, didn't I? Not merely listeners who hear the word, but fail to internalize its meaning. Our topic here today is intimacy with God. We looked at the passage in Matthew 7, those who were prophesying, sharing the word of God in the name of God. Casting out demons in the name of God. And the Lord said, I don't know who you are. I don't know who you are. Uh, Oh, but prove yourselves doers of the word, actively and continually obeying God's precepts, and not merely listeners who hear the word but fail to internalize its meaning. Listen to this. Deluding yourselves by unsound reasoning contrary to the truth. Jeremiah, was it 17 and 9? Or was it 9 and 17? Anyway, <laughs> the heart is, no, you don't have to pull it. The heart is the 17 and 9, right? The heart is deceitful above all things. My heart is deceitful above all things. Your hearts are deceitful above all things. We can rationalize just about anything. You think about it long enough, it's like, yeah, yeah, I deserve that. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do that because I deserve it. God understands because he loves me and he doesn't want me to feel bad this way. That's how our hearts work. Deluding yourselves by unsound reasoning contrary to the truth. For if anyone only listens to the word 
without obeying it, he is like a man who looks very carefully at his natural face in a mirror. Warren was talking about this last week, I believe. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he immediately forgets what he looked like. Again, I go to the mirror. I'm going to say it like this. I see boogers in my nose. Got stuff running outside of my mouth. Stuff all, yeah, all in my eyes. Hair's matted. And I look at it. I, I acknowledge everything. And then I say, looks good. <laughs> I'm on my way. I'm heading to work. <laughs> That's what it's like when I read God's word. And it's addressing a situation in my life. And I say, so-and-so should have been here to listen to that. That would have been good for them. Because I ain't got no problems. What do they say? Um, Familiarity breeds contempt. Most of us have been reading the word of God 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years. If we're not careful, yeah, it's like, no, I know that. You can start a passage and I can finish it. I can quote it backwards and forwards in two or three different versions. And I can give you the Hebrew, the Greek, and the Aramaic in it. But if I'm not doing it, I am deluding myself. I'm deluding. I am feeding my deceitful heart. All right. I said I was going to wrap it up, and I've got to do that right now. Yeah, it probably is about four, but I'm really done this time. See, Amanda's making it over to the keyboard, so I got to be, I got to be finished. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he immediately forgets what he looked like. But he who looks carefully into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and faithfully abides by it, not having become a careless listener who forgets but an active doer who obeys, he will be blessed and favored by God in what he does in his life of obedience. God is calling for intimacy. Again, Yod. We come to him with an open hand. Like the 24 elders, we bow down, we throw our crowns down. We bow with our faces to the ground because we need him. We don't boast in our own stuff. We boast in God. Thank you.